All right, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cardi Dads. This episode is a little bit different than ones we normally record. This episode, we actually give a cart tip out on wheel hop. So we, well, mainly me, have been having some issues with wheel hopping, not only here locally, but also at another track that we did in Ocala. And um, I couldn't figure it out, and I did everything that I possibly knew. And did some more research and asked a bunch of people. And in this episode that we brought everything that we we pulled up and asked about and put it all in one. So hopefully you guys um, will like this episode and uh, hopefully it can help out somebody because uh, it definitely helped me out. So I appreciate all you guys listening and I couldn't thank you more. Please continue to tell all your friends about our podcast because it's really starting to come together. And you know, I just couldn't appreciate it more. So Anyways, man, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please just let us know if and uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, Cardi Dads, or CardiDads.com. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, my day's been all right. Um, our family's been hit with the uh, flu bug this week, so... That's never a fun thing, but uh, for the most part, man, we are good to go. Good to go. Got some stuff done around the house that I needed to get done. Took a weekend off of partying, which was kind of a bummer, but at the same time, needed to happen. <laughs> did you uh, Did you keep up with the Supercarts race at all? No, I, I didn't. I think there was a big race in Newcastle, right? Uh, was it this weekend or is it next weekend? Maybe it was this weekend. Yeah, I think it's this weekend because I, I saw occasional posts. I was busy too this weekend. I didn't get a chance, but I saw occasional posts uh, that I thought maybe you had had a chance to, to keep up with it. Um, I'm going to go look for it. I don't know if there was any, like, actual 206 support either, so. Um, I know there was a SCUSA event this weekend. Um yeah. I saw some of that, and, you know, obviously we're not big into the, the two cycles. I mean, we don't, like, not support them. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, I saw the video they put up of the X30 class, which was, yeah. I don't know, it seemed like there's, like, 7,000 of them. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> that's Newcastle, though, right? Yeah. So, um, maybe that's what it was. I just didn't see the 206 thing. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, it was this weekend. I'll see if I could uh, see if there was any results or anything like that. I just want to see what the numbers look like. Now, you and I were talking um, in passing last week. Um, there was no 206. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about, you know, just too many events, too many big races, and just dwindling numbers, right? at events and I wanted to see if they got hit with that same thing where the numbers were, were low compared to the local right at Newcastle and it looks like it's all it's all two cycles so no big deal yeah, well I mean but at the same time Newcastle has a big 206 following up there I mean they're having 30 40 cards Per event, so there's actually 30, 40 people that they they missed out on, uh, right? Possibly, exactly. but I mean, it, yeah. And so, like, the thing we're talking about is 
with all the events and things is we've come across multiple tracks that have big showings like GoPro and Newcastle, like for instance on you know, on our side that we follow and you'll get these big events come in who are asking more money to come run their track to their local races. Well when their local races are putting on shows of thirty, forty cards and all of a sudden you want people to pay more money to go to that track. It's kind of like, yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't blame them. I really don't. I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame any of the local guys who are like, you know what? It's going to cost you more money to run a big event for what? Right. We, have, yeah, we, have exactly. the same, we have the same battle here in Jacksonville. We have a free track that, you know, if we didn't want to pay our cheap price to go, um, run our local events or uh, AKRA or Maxis or whatever it is. So, like, we can choose not to. We can just wait till that race ends, and then as soon as the 3 or 4 o'clock time ends, it's back to a free track. Um, so, no, I think I understand the, um, you know, the argument that people have with their local tracks and, you know, big companies or different groups want to come in and, you know, try to upcharge them to do what they do every day, every weekend. So, no, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're just a, a budget racer, just, you know, you're getting out there for something to do, uh, you like motorsports, but you're not really competing, then, yeah. I mean, everybody can understand that. But I think part of that conversation was that if there were fewer events, period to do, then more people will be inclined to do them, right? Um, if we weren't busy, I mean, we're fortunate. We just stick with once a month, um, except we take the summer off, and then, you know, it, it, without that, it's once a month. I mean, some places in the Northeast, I remember seeing one schedule that I don't remember. They basically had a race every two weekends. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, basically uh, every two weekends there was there was a race because obviously the racing season there is from say May to you know October or June to whatever, right? Like we start in January, so yeah. I, guess I remember that. talking to uh, James from Car Pulse and uh, yeah. telling him that you know we're going out of the track in this January. He's like, I'm under eight feet of snow or whatever that was. I'm like. Yeah. Florida is sunny and you know sixty degrees out. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that no. any day. Um, you can keep this now. But anyway, that was that was just a, a quick side note. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to to do a whole lot. I got Saturday. Um, I was fortunate enough. I, I had a, a sim install to do, so I I went and installed a a, a racing simulator. And then um, Sunday, which, you know, the family decided we were going to go out to Legoland if I wasn't busy. And as it turns out, my my simulator install was just a one-day event. So uh, the whole family went to Legoland. Uh, Legoland, Florida is interesting because all their, their rides are basically two-seaters. So if you are, you know, a parent or an adult with two children – especially two toddlers who, you know, can't do anything by themselves, you're kind of out of luck. <laughs> so my, my wife struggles um, to go there with both kids because there's really n 
nothing she can do. That there are like two or three rides where you know you can have you know that that dog can sit in the middle and, and a kid on each side, but almost all the rides are basically you know in, in rows of twos. So um, yeah, any weekend that I'm available that I don't have scheduled for something else, um, kids want to go. If they're going to Disney, I'm not going. But um, <laughs> if the kids yeah, want to go to Legoland, yeah, I'll go. Well, you know my analogy, right? It doesn't matter what theme. After a while, all the theme parks, you know, feel the same. And, um, yeah, I did not leave my third world country, Ghana, walking around in the hot sun in the afternoon all day. Come to this wonderful country, America, just to walk around in the hot sun. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, hey man, I'm not making yeah, a joke about it. <laughs> no, that was when you told me that. I was like, it put it in perspective. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I'm not from God or or, or or nothing like that. But every trip I've ever made to Puerto Rico has always been in uh, June and July, August. Yeah. You know, when it's you know 100 something plus and. My grandparents had no air conditioning, and they lived in the valleys. They didn't live in the mountains. So it's just miserable. I'm like, man, I could have been miserable in Jacksonville. Right. Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, San Germán, Puerto Rico, where there's nothing. All right. Hot, humid <laughs> afternoon, and, you know, we don't have the awesome transportation and all that stuff. Man, you you, you use your one-by-ones, man. Your legs are everything, you know. <laughs> you walk from point A to point B. You get off the bus, and. You know, think about you know anybody who lives close to a subdivision or something like that. That your bus, you know, public transportation drops you over the the subdivision. You still have a 15 minute walk, man. <laughs> Get to your house. I mean, it's like I we walked everywhere every day, and you're telling me I came to America and now I gotta go walk around all day in the hot sun. I mean, come on. <laughs> but the things we do for sure. our kids, you know, my kids wanted to go and. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's once every other month so far, something like that. So it's not been bad. I think we've been to Legoland five times this year, and it's, it's already August. So I, I've probably gotten away with it. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to make it on every weekend thing, that's for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's no, my weekend. I did I record some, um, some video from the Simmons call. I don't know if I got enough to make a full video, but if I do um, – uh, I'll, I'll definitely try and put it up because uh, since we talked about it a little bit last week, it's like yeah, it might be cool to share with people. I don't, you know, I'm used to it now, so for me, it's just it's just another thing I do. But like, yeah, some people might find it cool to, to check it out. So uh, I'll try and put a video together, and uh, and uh, well, if I do, maybe next next episode or something, uh, we can talk about it. People can check it out. Yeah, man, that sounds cool. So. um on this podcast, you know, usually we are fly by the wire with everyone on top of our heads, you know, whatever happens, happens. But we actually kind of pre-planned this episode, um, which is really weird because, like, I had to start writing notes down, like, okay, how am I going to do this? But um, <laughs> So, like, a subject we want to talk about that I've struggled with, you know, a lot, uh, you haven't, probably not so much, if at any, is... Right. Wheel hopping and turns. So mm-hmm. with wheel hopping is you go to attack a turn and you know right. that the person you're following is a little faster in certain sections, but at that one section, starting at that very first turn, 
Right. You know, you can be faster. So you attack the turn. Everything goes good. And as soon as you hit the apex, your cart starts hopping in the back. And it sucks. Oh, man, there's nothing worse than that. It's just you don't know what if it's your driving style or your tire pressures are wrong, whatever it is, right? So this is a struggle I've had for a few months. And the first time I ever experienced it is when um, I broke my chassis of my XP a few months ago. And we had a local race the following weekend. And you were out of town. You're like, here, Andrew, just use mine. So I drove your cart. I think, I don't know if it was our first podcast we did about it or or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I hopped in your cart, which I've driven several times before, but I was never, like, attacking turns until, you know, I tried it. And next thing you know, I had your cart up on two wheels, through a turn, landing hard. It hurts. Like, one time I hopped out the cart in the middle of uh, turn two. And I walked off. I'm like, no, I'm done. This, no, uh, yeah. this is not fun. And, and that was like the new, it was a different configuration that we hadn't run before. And you're going straight into a race with it. I think that was yeah. also part of it. You know? Yeah, it yeah, was. My, my it, wasn't set up for that. You know, I mean, there had been no tuning for that configuration, right? Uh, we had just run our normal configuration and um, we just, just drove it the other way. The other, uh, you know, just went from having a, a counterclockwise to a clockwise and all the turns come at you a little different, but yeah, add that to learning how to, you know, the, the nice smooth wide entry to take versus keeping it pinched, all those things. Yeah. It, it made you realize quickly how you pick up a cart on one side. <laughs> yeah. And when all of a sudden like your, your side pods have concrete scrapes across them, like right through your numbers and you don't realize how that happened. But yeah, <laughs> that's happened to me too. <clears throat> so um, yeah, it's wheel hop is is a serious thing. You know the difference between you know a manual and I we drive the same manufacturer. Uh, our chassis are about a year apart. Uh, a little different configuration on the front, but not too much. Um, but you're a, a smaller guy in in weight. And I'm a 200 pound guy, and the like our carts weigh the same. The when we put our weights on it and everything, our carts weigh the same. But we we're talking about maybe the weight distribution on how our how we transfer weight in our carts different. So you question like a question that I keep on coming with myself is a driving style. Like, oh, you need to change your driving style. Well. To me, what does that mean? I don't really kind of know my driving style. Like, I, I couldn't put, like, a pinpoint, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, because I'm not consistent enough to be within, you know, um, a tenth of a second for a 15-lap race in each sector. Right. So for me to say this is my driving style, I don't really know what my driving style is. My driving style is, what I could do with my cart at the time I am doing this. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <clears throat> I, I don't know. It, it's To me, it's a hard thing. Like, you hear people all the time on, um, like, Ricky and Jordan Taylor, right? They're, they're brothers. 
that come from the same racing family. They drove the same car for so many years, but they have two opposite driving styles. They have the same body figures, you know, everything, but two different driving styles. So they're like, oh, you know, one brother attacks turns. The other brother attacks, you know, uh, from the apex out. The other person is – the other brother's better on braking. The other one's better on acceleration. So it's like, okay, this just changes the whole mind of – what a driving style is so to like define my driving style like that's the only way i could put it is what i could do with my car at that exact time on that lap i am not like the most physically in shape guy to say this is my turning point i can do it with this many steering angle degrees and this much brake sensitivity and get on the gas at this point i i can't do it so like yeah, driving style think, to me is it's it's out yeah, there. like I have no it idea. Was, it was helpful after some time now that you know, it comes to sea time and experience, but now we were really understanding what the hopping is, right? I mean before it's like, dude, I'm I'm hopping and I have no idea why it's happening, you know, what's causing that the hopping. So I think for me if it's you know, if anything I can explain now what hopping is. And I actually did it I did it in layman's terms to to my wife. I did it on the way back from, from Legoland. Uh, I was like, hey, um, so I'm going to explain something to you, and I just want, want you to tell me if it makes sense, right? And I'm, I'm talking about cart hopping. And she goes, wait, you mean like the cart actually hops? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why? And I was like, perfect question. Well, there are a number of reasons. And ultimately, it all boils down to the, the grip available, right? There's just too much grip. That's really the definition of hopping, right? There's there's too much grip, whether it's it's from the cart setup or whether it's the track itself. But it happens where you could have a perfectly fine cart one day, and then the next day, after a few laps, your cart just has too much grip because. You know, maybe that's just the perfect temperature, right, available for people who have driven before you to lay down this perfect rubber. So the whole the whole intent is to find a way to reduce that rear grip, which is, you know, what that hopping is, right? You're, you're picking up the inside tire so much that you're you're leaning heavily on the outside rear tire, and that rear tire is losing grip, right? It, it loses grip, then gains grip, then loses grip, then gains grip, and that's what causes that hopping because you picked up that, that inside tire, uh, you know, either too early or too much or, or, you know, too late. Whatever it is, it's just not working for for the turn that you have. Um, and this is, again, in, in layman's terms. I mean, somebody can break it down and, and dissect it, and we're not claiming to be experts in the subject, but I think this is now our understanding. If I'm hopping, it means I have too much grip in the rear. So how do I go about reducing rear grip? Right. And right. that's that's what I thought was awesome that for the first time ever, we, we kind of touched on it briefly last week. But for the first time ever, if I have hopping in my cart, I know exactly what to do to fix it. Right. I know the adjustments to make. And that's very powerful. And the reason why we made this a topic is because we just were on Facebook this past week and. You know, Kevin Boyer, you know, and, and one of our, our new comrades now um, that we, 
we speak to you know quite quite regularly about Carter because we're big fans of of the Comcart you know K4R and he's testing one so yeah like Kevin was dealing with wheel hopping and we're like oh well dude we wish you were closer because we could deal with it with you and so that's why this is the yeah. subject right so, yeah we just got um, our butt kicked on it and the lesson learned yeah uh, but yeah so like. Excuse me. Another thing that we have learned is when people are talking about axles. So you have, for instance, an A, B, C, D, E, and F axle, right? So A is being a soft and medium and kind of soft and however you want to put it. Now, you are on a... Uh, I have a uh, Rigetti, Rigetti soft. Yeah. You have a Rigetti soft, which is an A axle, right? They they stamp it as A. No, they just they just label it as soft. There is no A okay. on it. It's just a soft. So my axle is a soft axle that is just has a A label on it. I don't know who makes it. Like I've I've done all the research to find out who makes an A forty mil axle. And there's a lot of companies that make it a 40 mil axle, but there's no stamp on exactly what it is. Right. Actually, so, no, you're, you're right. Like, I, my cart is, is I a, think it's the a, two. It's A, B, and C. So A for soft. B is M2, which is a medium. And then um, the hard is an H2, but it's labeled as a C which is where the confusion right. comes in, right? It's A, B, or C, but um, mine doesn't actually say A2 on it, but some people have, like, an A2, right, which would be another variation of the soft, I guess. It could be the super soft, the extra soft, whatever it is. I guess if I'm actually looking at it, it would say S2, which would be the A, right? The S2 would be the A right. for soft, so one thing I did not know is it's just like uh different chassis manufacturers who make their chassis have different metals is soft technically isn't the same soft as everybody else. Right. There is no universal standard for what a soft axle is. What you have to do is take a um a set of calipers and measure the thickness of your axle. And I think yours is just like 2.8 millimeters and minus three. Mm-hmm. So we're both running the same hubs at 65 millimeters thick or wide and have a little bit thinner of an actual depending on different metal compositions and whoever, you know, puts some money to developing their axles or wherever they're getting their metals from throughout the world. Who knows? Right. right? So, um, you know, that all could play a factor. Yeah. And that's the thing yeah. that we were, we didn't know, like, or understand what we were dealing with is because that's just something, you know, we haven't come across that bridge yet. And we finally did. Right. So, so um, if you order yeah, a soft axle, uh-huh. the soft isn't always necessarily soft. It's just like, um, I, I, I guess you would, say like a soft axle could be a less springy axle, a hard axle could be a more springy axle. However you want to look at, you know, how hard and soft or springy and less springy an axle can be, I mean, that's kind of up to you and 
you know, having different hubs to get what you have, what you need is, you know, that's important because we never understood why there's so many different widths of hubs right. that you, that, that are made until, you know, we came across this issue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so I'm, I, you know, I had looked at this just in preparation for this. If I go to Comet Card Sales um, and I look through their 40 mil axles, they have four or five of them that have the three millimeter wall axle for 40 mils, okay, which is what we're expecting. And then you can also then select soft or medium, right? Um, uh, for that, but expecting that it's all three, three mil. Well, you can get through that and go find the arrows. And under the arrow, they have an extremely soft, an extra soft, a soft, and a medium soft <laughs> for all for the arrow forty mil axle. So it's like, yeah, if you don't, you know, if you're not very familiar, and, and half of the people who are listening to this probably already knew this and we're just figuring this out but um yeah just this was this was kind of important for us because when it comes to the subject we're trying to discuss which is reducing rear grip or eliminating your hopping right if you're actually feeling that um the axle you have plays an important role and then obviously the the hubs right that you're using um, the length of the hubs, because at the end of the day, the effect, uh, the cause of it is generally that you're lifting the inside wheel and the outside wheel is, is struggling, right? Uh, and, and that's what it is. So yeah, you're lifting the rear too, or the inside too much. Right. You're lifting it too much. So the outside, you know, rear is, is doing all the work and by all the forces and all the weight that has been transferred onto it, it's popping. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, the most common answer, and you use that almost all the time, is you widen your rear. That is the most common answer. Just widen your rear track width, right? Just keep pushing your hubs out as far as you can go to maximize, you know, uh, whatever setup you need. Well, that's just one of them, and almost everybody will tell you, you know, never, you know, you don't, ex you don't adjust your rear by, you know, like in our case, like an inch at a time, right? You're gonna go in small changes, and if you just have, you know, four or five total sessions on track in a day, like most people generally do, if you're going out, you know, a quarter inch at a time or you know, ten mil at a time, you know, that, that's a huge change. But if you're going that far out at a time and you're still not solving your issue, well, it's going to take you all day to get close enough, right? So there are some other things you could do that have an even more drastic effect. And that was the ultimate eye-opener for me. The one thing I didn't know was adjusting your ride height to reduce hopping. So um, what... We ended up doing, and we did it on both our carts, and we both felt this massive change, right? It was a bigger change than widening out the hubs. Because, you know, like, like you've watched the carting video that, that I just posted. Anyone who's subscribed to our YouTube channel, you probably saw it. If you're not, just go to Carting Dads and then scroll to the bottom and click the YouTube 
um, icon there, and it should take you to one of ours, and it should be the Card and Dad Vlogs episode two. But um, I come in there, and I, I'm laughing at you for making adjustments because you are widening out your hubs, right? Like you're you're adjusting the hubs, and there's only so much of that you can do in a day to get you to where you need to be. But there's one other change that's a massive change, which we didn't try until later. And Ron, Ron tried it on both our carts, and it was amazing to notice the difference immediately where all the wheel hopping, you know, or in my case, I didn't have wheel hop, but I did have a very stable cart. And if I needed to get a little bit less rear grip, well, this change gave me exactly that, where my cart was actually faster. I didn't think there was anything wrong with my cart. I was driving it fine, but my cart was faster because it was getting around the corner without losing so much RPM, right, because it was, as the correct term is, it was more free, right, to, to the corner. So, um, yeah, that's something you should try if you haven't ever thought about trying that to reduce rare, you know, to reduce hopping is raising your axle to lower right your cart you want to lower your reduce your ride height and, and by doing so you're also lowering your center of gravity which should help you right pre prevent lifting that that inside too much if that makes sense think of it uh, and i'm not going to try to explain the physics behind it but if you think about it the lower your car is just like all race cars that lower their race car <laughs> to reduce the amount of roll on the side side, same deal, right? You just you're lowering, bringing everything down to to stop lifting the inside too much, and that is one magic trick that um, did wonders for us. So definitely worth a try if you didn't know that tip already. Yeah, the other tip that um, I could give on my end is the inner race. Um, on the bearings, you have that little sleeve with your lock collars on it, right? Or with your set screws. My set screws were facing towards the the sprocket and uh, the caliper or the brake disc. Right. So what I did is Ron flipped them to have the collars going towards the rear tires, facing towards the rear tires. So that widen the pitch point or like the flex point of the rear axle which also loosen the rear end up just a little bit as well to help with the hopping so that moved it out say i don't know probably three inches or so on each side to have a you know less of a a pinch point which would also be tightening up the rear end or making the axle stiffer or springier than what it actually should be so, right. yeah, that, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually, I learned uh, sort of the converse effect of that. If you needed another tuning tool to use and you didn't, you know, you didn't want to narrow your rear too much, but you still, you know, maybe uh, depending on the track you on, and I don't know how when this is a problem, but if you had too free a cart, right, your cart was completely undrivable, um, this isn't a change that you would typically make at the track, but it's one that you can use to your advantage is to, to flip your, you know, the bearings. If, if you flip those, you are essentially, right, um, like you said, the, adjusting the pinch point on the axle. So 
probably good on a test day, not so much on a race day, but something you could try, uh, see what difference it makes for, for your cart handling. Because all carts are different, right? They're all made of different, you know, metals, you know, thickness, and, and all that stuff. So you have to tune it. Um, I think, I, you know, uh, was it Patrick? I've been Patrick. Um, I like I like you know concept carts or or cart 360. I don't remember exactly which one, but someone had talked on a video about uh, you know the a skinny tall driver you know versus a you know a, a driver who is not so tall right. Uh, the the tuning is different for each of those, and it goes to your point, which is you know how much weight transfer there is at a given point in time right. Um, so. You want to play with all these things. One of these may have a bigger effect in your cart than the other. Um, we're not, you know, we're not trying to say we have the answer for any end-all, be-all, but these are the items that you should play with for your cart because it worked wonders on our cart. And my gosh, I wish I had known this earlier uh, because if I knew I could free up my cart this easy, even on the Coyote. Um, you know, as the day goes on, that may be, you know, you, you once you get the perfect setting, right, as the day goes on, after lunch or whatever, if you know your cart is about to get tighter and tighter, that may be one of those settings that we could have played with in the Coyote to see, right, if it made a big difference. Ultimately, I don't know how much of a difference it would have been, but it's still a, a tuning tool, right, that we didn't get to explore. So I uh, definitely want to right. put that out there and see if, you know, it's definitely helpful to, to someone else, right? Oh, no, I agree. I mean, it was a big eye-opening kind of experience for us. So it was cool. Yeah. I mean, there's no – I mean, Cardian has no, like, book on what to do or what not to do. So it's mm-hmm. – you know, everybody's kind of hush-hush about it. And you just hope that you can talk to people that you race with who understand, you know, your problem. Right. Now, I'm talking to, uh, I'm talking to our buddy Steven. He went out and we'll we'll end the episode probably with that. I wanted to keep this more of like, and maybe once a month we'll do this more of like a, a carding tips sort of episode. Like you said, we don't we we usually I don't know I don't know that we want to be a, a an edutainment show. We we just a bunch of dudes. We don't really don't know anything. So we're not going to try to teach people a whole lot. Um, right. But maybe once a month or every other month or something. You know, like our actual hard lessons. Um, we'll put down, but. Um, I was talking to Steven, and he figured something out, too. Once I, I, I mentioned this to him. He's like, yeah, he was having this hopping, and then he, he, you know, he, he adjusted the axle, and it made the world of a difference. He could tell immediately, but still going through the mini bowl, he could feel that it wasn't necessarily hopping, but he could tell there was a bit of a, you know, a bog down, right, a bind of yeah. some kind. And, um you know, that right there and then, the first thing that went through my head was, you may have done the setup right for the chassis, but the tires, that's another tuning tool, right? The tires could have still been too low. And he, and he mentioned, like, yep, he lowered the pressures. And i like, well, it may have felt good everywhere else, but the pressures may have been just a tad too low, right, for that particular corner. Right, because you know the lower your tire pressure, obviously the more you know you're going to roll on that tire, right? And so the more it's going to grip up. Um, and then to add to that, obviously uh, 
no one knows this except him and I, but he actually is on the YNC Bridgestone, which is an even softer compound than the YLC. So you add the fact that he has, you know, and this was a set that a set of tires that I had, and like, yeah, I just, just put them on. It's good for testing. Um, you know, it was cheap, but that extra grip from the tire because it was a softer tire. He may have fixed the chassis, but if he keeps on, you know, if he were to keep on tuning the chassis without thinking about the tire and the tire pressures, right? It's an easy way to catch yourself out. Um, so. That's another thing I want to mention. Like with all these tuning things we're mentioning, there's so many factors that play a role, but your tire pressures, really, really huge. Check your tire pressures. If you're hopping in just one or two corners, just see. Just maybe in those corners, you're just leaning on that tire just enough that your tire pressures are low. You know, go up in, yep. in pressure. See if it fixes it for that corner. Um, and then if it doesn't hurt too much everywhere else, then bring it back down and see if, you know, you're able to drive around it with just the tire pressures. Um, a big ticket item for me, in addition to, to being able to feel the change, was that I mentioned last week, I did a lot of laps, right? And by doing so many laps, I got better at my consistency. And you and I know we preach this. You have to be consistent to be able to figure out what the issue is. It's why we don't try to go change a bunch of things because we know we're not consistent enough, right, and throwing a bunch of fixes at it when it could be multiple errors on multiple corners, different corners, but you stack them all together over a couple of laps, then we're just making the same, you know, overall mistake. Um, but, yeah, that, that was important because I was able to be consistent. And so when we made the change, I just went back out, and it's like, oh, this is different because I just did 70 laps where I was doing exactly the same thing and the cart did something completely different, right? Now I'm doing the same thing I was doing for 70 laps. These next, you know, 14 laps I just did, uh, this thing is really loose. It's really free. I mean, I see what's happening here, right? Like big time. Yep. So, so yeah. Um, don't go crazy with your changes, even though we're, we're sharing this. Um, but you should definitely try all these, all these, uh, these different tuning tools for reducing hopping, because we have seen it. I mean, and you can just go Google, um, you know, free up a cart or reduce hopping, and you'll find that this is a problem that is everywhere. I mean, people complain, and there are lots and lots of cart setup books about reducing hopping or diagnosing cart hop. I mean, again, we're not trying to teach anything new, but it took us you know, two years, and not that we didn't think to Google it. We have Googled various things, but now understanding that we were hopping specifically because we were picking up the inside tire too much, it was like, how do I stop picking up the inside tire too much? What are all the factors, right, that are included or involved, right, or that make up picking up the inside tire too much? And that's where we are. So, yeah, um, go. hopefully this was helpful, right? I mean, that's, that's all. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if not, um, it's okay. We, yeah, I mean, we, know, we we enjoy talking about it. We feel so much smarter on this one thing. <laughs> I think, 
Was it was it in our, our Facebook group chat? I was telling Jorge, I'm like, okay, I can explain this one thing really well now, but don't ask me anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a big problem I had at the Ocala track. So now that I know, yeah. like, I'm ready to go attack it again. I'm not saying that's the reason why I, you know, I, I finished the way I did. Um but no, yeah, like this it's, was it's, a, it's, a, a major Davey. problem I had too. Shout out to Davey. Davey, um, hashtag run out of talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Run Out of Talent. That that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, um, yeah, man, uh that was awesome. I enjoyed talking about it and I think the more and more we talk about it, you know, the the easier it becomes for us to explain it too and you know, again, not that we're experts or anything, but certainly helps uh, to get a better understanding the best way to understand something is to teach it, right? So hopefully, uh, you know, in doing so, we're getting better and we can help uh, everybody, especially uh, my grand goal for, for all this is I can help my kids, right? When when it's, it's time right. to do this, why we're called carding dads, right? We love this and hopefully we can do this with our kids. And um, when my kids are carding, I want to be able to understand you know, carding enough. I'm not saying I'm going to be my kid's tuner or anything, but I can understand it enough to talk, you know, to talk them through everything they're dealing with to make carding just more enjoyable for them. And that's what it's all about, right? True story. Yeah. So, so. um, cool. All right, you want to end it right here or you want to... Yeah, no, I, I think, no, I, I, I we Said, I've said everything that I could possibly think on the subject, and uh, hopefully it can reach home to somebody and they can, you know, understand it a little bit better. Because, yes, you can go to all these forums, and, you know, we've been there and done that, you know. You never know, because forums are just forums are forums. So um, right. you got to take it all with a grain of salt and just do what like, you think might be right. But this is something that, you know, we proven, and you know, if we have to, we can show on 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 the data that this is a big change. So, yeah. um, no, nah, man, I, it's awesome. Cool, yeah. Well, so, um, what do we have coming up? Um, this weekend coming up, I have no idea because <laughs> you're around because we we kind of played it with. Uh, we never set it in stone. It might be a good one to go do that test day out of color we talked about. Yes, I will be around. Um, but I'm going on vacation the following weekend, I think it is. So I don't know if uh, I can do stuff around the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're going the 25th. That's right. Yeah, 24th, 25th, you're gone. Uh, this is my first vacation in like four years. four years. Yeah, this is the first time I've been on a vacation in four years. It's crazy. Yeah, oh. you you go do that. I think my cruise is <laughs> first weekend in November. So yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be following yeah. following you. Um, you're going right at the beginning of when does hurricane oh, season start? Oh, hurricane! I think it's already started. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're already in like D or something. So yeah, you're going early, and I'm gonna be going at the end of it. So. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how it shakes out. <laughs> yeah, hashtag. It's, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, we've yeah. we've had two hurricanes hit this the last two years, or not direct hits, but pretty close, and uh, we've survived those. So, um, 
it's, it's all good. But no, um, I would like to go down to Ocala. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, let's we'll, uh, we'll, let's see. We'll, Little man's yeah. starting to get uh, pretty comfortable in his cart. So um, if you guys want to see a video of what uh, Little Man did over the weekend, just uh, go to our Facebook page at Cardi Dads, and um, I posted a video of it. It's it's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, but that's that's all we got for you guys uh, this week, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Please continue to tell your friends and spread the word about it because. Uh, we have to gain more followers, and we appreciate everything that you guys do to help spread uh, uh, the news or word, however you want to put it about our podcast, and um, it's really cool. So um, I appreciate everything you guys do to help us. Word so, up. That's all I got, man. You good? I'm good, brother. All right. I'll talk to you a little bit later. All right, guys. Y'all take it easy. Peace. See ya.